Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, Episode 67. Today, I'm sitting down with Stephanie Lang, owner of Lang Floral Design. Since 2018, Stephanie has been transforming her business from a humble side hobby into a floral powerhouse that's increased profit by 80%, allows flexible work hours, and gets featured in publications like Southern Bride Magazine. Stephanie's sharing how she went from having no business goals to beating her sales goal each year, feeling confident and comfortable throughout the craziness of the 2020 wedding season, and even booking her biggest wedding yet for 2021. Stephanie is sharing the one tool that's helped her create a business better than she'd ever imagined and why she thinks now is the best time to rebuild your business foundation. I love hearing Stephanie's story and I can't wait for you to learn from her. This is for sure a must listen for anyone in the wedding industry feeling lost this year. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited you're here. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you and your business. Okay. Well, I started my business, Lang Floral Designs, really just as a side hobby. I was working full-time as a graphic designer, kind of in the corporate world for many years. I didn't have any kids, so I had some kind of extra time to do like a hobby and start a little business, although it was it was definitely more of a hobby back back then. And so I started it and really started building it up and really seeing that there was a potential for me to create like a real business, not just a side hobby with it, but never really had the motivation or the time with a full-time job to do that until I had my first baby. And then, of course, that gives you motivation to do some things a little bit differently. So at that point, I um, quit my full-time job and it was definitely make or break. You know, I had I had to make some kind of an income somewhere. So I, um, you know, really put forth the effort to make this a real business. So that's where I was, you know, several years ago. I, I definitely thought this a few years ago, and I think it still rings true today. I think that there are people who, like you said, they have to have an income. They have to be a two-income family. Or, you know, maybe they are a single parent and they've got to provide money. And then there's also people who are in dual income families and maybe they don't have to have two incomes, but they, as a mom, they feel like, man, if I, if I don't do something, then what else is there of me or what else is there? I don't know. I think a lot of women struggle with that. And so I just want to come from a place of, man, if, if you want to be in business because you love business and you want to do that, then by all means, but it's also 
totally fine to just, you know, be at home with your baby and snuggle and enjoy all of that. I mean, the the faster you can learn how to really make money with your business, the more time you get with your family and just the better it is, right? Right. And to make good profit on each event, I started feeling like events are on weekends. So I'm away from babies and my husband is home with them and he is great with them and he's so supportive. But if I'm going to be gone for 8, 10, 12 hours sweating my butt off in a wedding. You want to bring home some money. Yeah, I'm good. I need to make sure that there's a bottom line there and that I work with good clients who appreciate the the work and and that I'm doing work that I love. So yeah, there's so much motivation there to have that creative outlet, but also feel like your your time is being being valued as well. Gosh, that's so true because I remember before I had kids, I would work all hours of the day and night. Oh, yeah, I mean, do. all hours and didn't yeah, I'm sure that you were the same and and did not bring home a dime. I'm talking not a dime. <laughs> and after I had Stella, I was like, okay, something's got to change. There is something motivating about you have that baby and you're like, okay, I want to spend all my time with you. And so I've got to either quit this business, which for me, that was not an option. Like I just, and that was just my pride. I just was like, no, I'm not going to be a failure. I'm going to, you know, but you either have to quit or you have to figure it out. And so people know this, that that's what I did. I, I, you know, hired consultants and financial advisors and and business experts. And I, you know, studied everything that I could and went to workshops. And, and then I had a great year and I ended up writing about it in a program that is now called The Business Behind the Blooms. So tell me about how you heard about BBB, just kind of what business was like before BBB and like what made you think, oh, I need this. Okay. So I definitely had the motivation within me to grow this business to a point where I felt like it was an income worth being away from my children. And at that point, when I found out about you and started getting familiar with BBB at that time, I had just had my second um, daughter. When was this? What year was this? This I'm just was curious. in 2018. Okay. So I probably found out about you about 2017, um, you know, followed you on social media. And to be honest, I have no clue how I first found out about you. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> you know, I watched your webinars. I, I, you could, I could tell that you were so knowledgeable and I love your style. So I was learning from the floral style and just loving, just eating it all up. In 2018, I it, it push came to shove. You know, I was like, either I'm going to do BBB or I'm not. And the, the doors opened to purchase it. And I ke- just kept telling myself, I can't afford to do this. And so I really just got to the point I was looking at numbers in my business and thinking, can I afford to do this? Can I not? And I really just felt like I couldn't afford not to do it. And it was so scary. Like, you know, anytime you make a big purchase that you don't feel like you can just easily afford, it's just so hard. But I will tell you, and I have all the numbers. Um, I feel like if you're a numbers person, this this could help. In 2018, I bought BBB. You know, it took me a few months to start implementing the changes in my business and booking the right kind of weddings because, you know, I still had to book the weddings and then future do them, you know. So I um, in 2019 started doing those weddings. And in 2019, the following year, I experienced 80% growth in my sales. So nearly doubled. And I, I actually created a... Um, 
a sales goal for myself that year, which I had never done before. I had no business knowledge whatsoever. I I didn't have goals. It was just, you know, any weddings that I could book, I was booking them. So in 2019, I exceeded our sales goal, grew 80%. We were featured in Southern Brine Magazine that year. So it really, I mean, it took a few months to start really making changes to the way I do my proposals and quotes and really making sure I'm bringing in those ideal clients. But then as soon as I started profiting off of those, meaning, you know, six months later when their their wedding actually was occurring, I started feeling such a relief of, you know, this really is making a big change in my business. And the cost of the education was with 80% growth in one year, the cost is negligible. Right. It's not that important. It's not that right. big. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for sharing those numbers. That is so helpful. And I think, you know, when I first wrote BBB, I just I thought I'm going to write this because this is what worked for me. And I, you know, I hoped it would work for others, but I just knew it worked for me. And when I started getting testimonies that I didn't even ask for, people just were emailing saying, "Hey, I booked my first wedding and got $20,000 floral order. And I've never done more than 2000 before. I just was like, wow, okay, this is working. And then I kept hearing more of those and kept hearing more of those. So today, but I have to tell you today, like that never gets old for you to have 80% growth. It is incredible. And like you said, it is such a, I get, listen, I get it. There were moments where I, every single day I woke up and I would look in my bank at my bank account and it was red. Okay. Every single day. And let me tell you, when I transitioned a little bit out of floral and into now, you know, the book and everything, there were days that I would look at that bank account. It wasn't near what it used to be. You know, like I understand what that is like and what that leap of faith is like to invest in something. I mean, but at the end of the day, here's what I really think. For me, I'm always going to bet on myself. I will always invest in myself because I know, like I'm my best lottery ticket because, and that's what I had to remind myself when I was publishing this book every single day, because money was going out, out, out. <laughs> it was not coming in. And I had to just remind myself that I am my best lottery ticket and I know that I will work harder than anyone else. And if no one else shows up to the table, I know at least I will. And so I think you really have to come in with that mindset and know that if you do the work that is in BBB, like you said, it's it's like the price of it is going to be like, it's not even going to matter because you're going to make it back, you know, then some and then some and then some. So tell me what your feelings were in your business before BBB? Like, what was your mindset like? And what was business like? Was it frantic? Was there no money? Did you just kind of do things kind of willy-nilly? Like, what? how did it go? Well, yes, definitely willy-nilly. I had no strategy. Um, <laughs> so I think I made the mistake, I guess, and probably most people do, that when I first started putting myself out there as as a business owner and as a, a floral designer, I was advertising myself as the budget-friendly, affordable option, you know, just low budget because I felt like I needed to. And I guess back then I I probably did because I'm self-taught. I'm a self-taught florist. But I needed to get some experience to to be confident enough to and really to have the experience to do larger weddings. 
before I started implementing changes that I um, learned from BBB, I started thinking, well, the only way to go up in finances and sales is to work harder. And with a new baby, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I was so terrified that the answer was going to be doing five weddings a weekend and having a team of 15 people out there every single day. And like, I just, what I wasn't sure I was a little scared, but I think I kind of learned a little bit about your philosophy and and stuff before I hit buy. Um, But I, I was kind of getting the feeling that is not, she's not talking about killing yourself. She is not talking about being away from your family 60, 70 hours a week. I was terrified that it, because I was, I was working my business really part-time, you know, there would be weeks that it'd be full-time, but definitely um, spending a lot of time with my kids and I wasn't sending them to daycare full-time or anything and still I'm not. Even last year with 80% growth, that didn't result in me saying, okay, most weeks I'm averaging like 20, 25, 30 hours a week. Now I'm averaging 45, 50. That's not the case. It's just that I, w- I was, I had enough confidence in myself and my business and doing the numbers right when I'm quoting to make good profit off of good weddings going forward. So I just got to the point where I was like before that um, I just didn't know, I didn't have the know- the business knowledge within me to know how to grow it without just working harder and putting my kids in full-time daycare and working 50 or 60 hours a week. I didn't know how. So I nobody wants to do that. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but nobody wants to do that. You just had babies. You're like, I don't want to now up my hours and work harder. And I want to spend more time with my kids. And what you need is, is the answers. <laughs> and I remember when I was going, you know, for four years, I, I just everything was a question. Everything. I mean, even just, you know, how to display something. I was like, do I display it here or here? Do I put my logo here or here? I mean, everything was a question. There there was never an answer. And the thing about it, when you own your own business, everyone's coming to you with, for, with questions and wanting you to answer them. And you don't know any of them. You don't know any of the answers. And so, and that's almost also just a frustrating place because you want to, and you need to, you know, as a business owner, you need to be confident, but it's hard to have confidence when you don't know the answers. It is really difficult. And so what I love so much about BBB and why I wrote it is because I felt like the foundation of the wedding business, all the answers are in there. And if you can get the answers to the foundation of your business, you are able to sell so much more because I think people are attracted to confident people. Um, I've given this example before, but you know, if if somebody is looking for you know a divorce attorney and they've never uh, you know gotten divorced before, they go to sit down at this divorce attorney's office. They want that attorney to go, okay, here's how this is going to work. And here's what I do. And I'm good at what I do. And did it, you want to know that your money is being spent well and that this, this is a terrible example, but anyway, but that they, um, that they know what they're doing. And if you go in there and you sit down and that attorney is like, so what, uh, what are your thoughts? Then you're like, I'm sorry, I, I, I hired you, you know? And so I think that that's also a big struggle that a lot of beginners have in the wedding industry is they they ask their client 
so many questions of what they want instead of really leading a meeting and saying, here's how this works. And of course, asking them questions to get the answers that you need, but not asking them more than that. And I think that the sales module in there is is so beneficial and helpful. So what was the tipping point? What made you kind of dive in and go for it and go, okay, I'm going to buy this? Gosh, I think I just got to the point where I, I could tell that I wasn't running this business like a business. I, I could tell that I needed some help. And I definitely, with the clients, like you were saying, I definitely needed the confidence to take the reins a little bit with my clients. There's this mentality of bridezillas out in the wedding industry and that weddings are hard and you deal with bridezillas so often, but I really don't. I am so appreciative of the way in BBB you talk about dealing with your clients, with inquiries, with the sales process and stuff. It's just really straightforward to where it does not attract bridezillas. So, and let me just give an example. Like I remember I used to get emails from brides saying, hey, I have a wedding coming up and I need bridal bouquet, kind of like this, and seven bridesmaids bouquets, just cheap, and about 10 centerpieces. Can you give me a, just a quick quote for that? And I would do it. Like, <laughs> what was wrong yeah. with me? I would just, yeah. you know... You didn't know any better. You didn't know any better. I just was like, okay, if they're going to send me a super quick, super vague, super, uh, just not a lot of information email, I feel like I just need to kind of respond in that way. Just send it real quick. And so it's so freeing now to know, like, just to to have control and be like, actually, this is how our process works. Yeah. And, and the results of that are, I have five-star reviews on my website and on Google. And when you read those reviews, this is what I tell my brides sometimes. Not all of it is about my floral work. Right. You can see what my floral work is like on Instagram, mm-hmm. but you don't know what my process is like. And I experience a lot just reaching out to photographers and and coordinators and wedding planners and such. I experience a lot of just professionals that aren't very responsive. They take right. a long time to respond. When they do, they're real short. They, they're not appreciative of working with other people in the industry. And so I kind of am like, I just don't want my clients to get that feeling from me. And so when I, when I get a thank you card back from a, a bride or a review online from them that says, her process from start to finish gave me no stress about my wedding. And it was very straightforward. And I knew that I could trust that at least my flowers and my decor and stuff was going to be on point. I'm like, I ha- I just didn't have the, the, I guess, knowledge or confidence to make those changes in my business to where my brides not only are going to love the flowers, but they are going to walk away from laying floral designs being like, dang, she's good. Like she made this a good experience for me. And that feels so, it feels so good. Cause I've been, I played a wedding before I've been the bride. It's stressful. Absolutely. I love everything you just said. I think first of all, it kind of goes back to the, I don't care what people say. I mean, even when we are buying online, we are still buying from people. There is someone behind the product or the service. People buy from people. And I think especially in a field like weddings, when this is an, an emotional day, um, this is, you know, a lot of money is being spent. It is really important for the person to trust 
who they're spending that money with. And I think when you have your stuff together and you know the exact process and you're able to set really realistic expectations for your client where they know exactly, you know, you're able to say at the end of a meeting, okay, well, here's our next step. Here's what we'll be doing next time or whatever. Like it just goes so well. And then you're you're right. You don't have bridezillas. There, there's no need for them to be bridezillas because everything's taken care of. There's that saying like, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, when you're up against the wall, like you never know what someone's capable of. And that's what happens when we feel out of control or we don't know what to expect. And I think when a bride doesn't know what's coming next or or anything, then that's when that kind of panic and that fear sets in. And that's when that behavior sets in. And by just having the answers and knowing exactly the process, you are going to really be able to weed out the clients that you don't want to work with, you're going to be able to attract those ideal clients for sure. Yeah. And I definitely have noticed too, that when we've spent six months going back and forth with quotes and proposals and emails and meetings, when I arrive at a wedding, the bride is like, when I, when I have made a good impression on her, she's happy to see me. And, um, I don't know that that was happening before. Not that I wasn't like responding to emails and stuff, but I just wasn't as organized in any way business wise. So I can enter the room with her flowers and know that she's, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident that she's already impressed with me. Right. Absolutely. I've already been doing everything to like, you know, send client appreciation stuff and make sure she knows that we're, we've got it covered and and even in a meeting, when you've got that kind of confidence, the bride tends to be a little bit more trusting with you to take creative reins, which I know a lot of florists and a lot of people in the wedding industry just hunger for. Yes. But but when you have that confidence, they, they're just like, oh, I think I, I, think I just trust you they with that. They just trust you. I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up because I agree with you. I, that's something that I hear all the time. People going, I just want more creative control. I just want more creative control. The answer to getting the creative troll is to gain the client's trust. And the way to gain the client's trust is the business behind the blooms process, which is beginning to end step by step in in the program. I mean, just the exact emails to send, the templates to, to write, to have on hand, when to send things, what to have at the meeting. I mean, just all of it is just in there. And I also know that there's a lot of people who go, I don't like the sales process or I don't feel confident in the sales process. Man, I guarantee you, after you go through this program and you implement the, the tools that are in there, you're going to feel differently about the sales process. I really do. Because I don't, I mean, since I was a graphic designer, I've got a creative gene and I'm more of a laid back person. I don't have the sales gene, you know, but the sales process gives you kind of a, a template and ideas of how to, to do that and how to, how to be a good salesman for your business without it feeling like you're a salesman, you know, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be pushy or anything to my bride. So the sales process was a big, um, a really eye opener and very, um, very educational for me. So that, and I think that is a big reason why the 80% growth yeah. did happen because I had enough confidence to, to make the sale and to book the good weddings. Mm -hmm. It's not that I wasn't seeing good weddings and good budgets before, maybe not as much, but I was, but a lot of times I wasn't booking them because 
you know, if they get quotes from three other people and the other ones do better on that process, they're going to move on. And I will tell you, fun fact or a fun, uh, fun little thing that happened a few weeks ago. Um, we just booked our biggest wedding ever for next year. Ah, yay. Which uh, every time we like, you know, break a record, (laughs) it's just kind of, it's so satisfying. Yeah. And it won't happen until I think it's spring, spring or summer 2021. Um, but it just got booked a few weeks ago. So there's no way that numbers, that I'm seeing now and, and for next year would have happened without some kind of process in terms of sales. <laughs> Running a floral business isn't always as pretty as the flowers themselves. I spent more than $100,000 educating myself and figuring out how to make this business work for me and fully support my family of five. If you're wanting to know how to not only run a profitable business, but also hear all my firsthand experiences of navigating how to deal with difficult brides, make automated systems, create proposals, set boundaries in your work, and book every bride you want, you need to check out Business Behind the Blooms. Go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB to get more information. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB. I was going to ask you, since BBB, have you just seen your numbers continue to grow? And yeah, hearing that, that's a, that's a definite yes. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it really seems like, of course, we had some cancellations and some, not really, not many cancellations, but some that postponed to 2021. And a lot of friends in the wedding industry are feeling like there is great potential for 2021. Yes. Yes. That's such a good point. 2020 has been hard because of COVID. It really has. But it is true. I mean, now is the time. And I'm being completely serious about this. And I'm, I am a big believer and I always have been in utilizing your low season. And I believe right now you have got time to get these systems in place. If you can think about it and if you can, you know, implement the things that are in business behind the blooms now, man, you are going to be ready for a killer year. You just are. It's going to be, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a boom for sure. Right. And now is the time because we, we have to think six to nine months in advance at least because that's what people are planning for weddings. So totally. uh, So yes, we're very hopeful for that big boom for 2021. It's going to happen. When you first got into business behind the blooms, like you opened up the program, what about it captured your attention? I think I probably read almost the entire thing. I think I stayed up until like one or two o'clock in the morning just reading and just taking it all in. I wanted to implement everything like right this second, but I also wanted to get to the end. So I was like, oh, should I should I do that now or should I should I wait? So I think definitely the way inquiries and the I definitely felt a um an urgency to get those things started, to kind of streamline my email process and my response process to my brides and quoting and proposals and all of that contracts, you know, because if I'm meeting with a bride next week, 
I'm going to have to give them a quote and I'm going to have to give them a proposal for the wedding. So, and I was still receiving inquiries during the process of reading through BBB and implementing the changes. So it was, it was really exciting for me to get those changes made just as fast as possible and start seeing, especially with the way, the way I did proposals and the way I presented the quote, it massively changed from what I was doing before and really started out that mentality with my brides that, oh, she's got her stuff together. Oh, this looks good. And oh, this, I can totally see it. Um, So those things were very exciting to see almost instant results. Yeah, that's with so good. Brides re- reacted. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way you did it is a, the way most people do it. I think they go into it thinking they're going to implement each module at a time, but they can't stop reading it, which I love. I love it because they, they're like, they're, they're finally getting the answers that they've always wondered. And so they just can't stop reading it. So they stay up, they read the whole thing, <laughs> and yeah. then they go back to module one. They're like, okay, now I know all the answers. Now I'm going to start implementing and they start implementing one thing at a time. Yes. And so I love that. I love that. As you know, there's literally nothing that I hold back in behind <laughs> the blooms. Did you feel like you were getting to see, you know, like the inside of my business to be a, you know, a fly on the wall? Was it helpful to hear, you know, stories of times I screwed up and what I <laughs> was mistake? Like, was that, was that good for you? Yeah, because I lacked I lacked so much confidence at the beginning to even call myself a real business. I would say, oh, I do, I do flowers on the side, you know, side hobby. And w- at the point that I purchased BBB, that was 2018, I had gotten there. I had gotten to the point where I called myself a business owner, but kind of under my breath, you know, I kind of. Right. Not that proudly. I'm not a small business owner. I don't have a successful business. Right. I wasn't shouting that off shouting that from the top of the phony. It feels a little phony. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, because there was a lack of confidence. So Mm -hmm. to hear, and I wasn't surrounding myself by any other, with any other small business owners. Mm. And I wasn't making friends with people in the wedding industry in my area in Chattanooga, again, just because I lacked confidence. So the screw ups and the, I can relate type of things. I wasn't getting that anywhere which, you know, you could probably get on social media or being friends with people in the industry if you really tried to make those connections, but I wasn't even doing that. So <laughs> it definitely felt good to be like, okay, it it really sounds like we can do this. Like right. she's been there too. Yeah. That was very encouraging to, to hear the, the failures and to see that there was a process to, to move things in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so important. I know that there are programs out there that just go straight to the, like, here's what to do. And for me, I never wanted to say, here's what to do. I wanted to share what I did. And, you know, the same thing with my book, Sleeping with a Stranger, it was it was the same thing just to share the experience. And I don't think that you can share the triumphs without sharing the struggles. Cause I don't, cause I also like on the flip side, if I'm reading something of someone else's and all they're telling me is this is what to do, this is what to do. I think, how do you know? Right. (laughs) How can I trust you? Like I get a little skeptical. And so I wish I could say it was some like great conscious decision, but it just wasn't. It was just the only way I knew how to share it. Yeah. Did you have a favorite or most helpful part of BBB? Well, let me look. I've printed out all of the uh, the chapters. I love it. 
I love it so much. Gosh, I think the money guide for sure, because again, I shared that I was advertising myself as the affordable option. And so I just, I cringed at feeling like I was going to make more money than I should, or was going to charge someone more than, than what they were wanting. Again, I just didn't have the confidence to, or the knowledge to really know what I should be charging. I was just trying to Mm -hmm. like kind of calculate some money for labor. I don't know. Um, And I definitely was not covering any kind of real overhead for business expenses. Right. Because I was still in my mind, I was still thinking, oh, this is a side side hobby. If I make a, you know, this much per hour, I think I'm okay. But then when things would come up in my business as far as overhead, like paying for the domain for my website, I would just, I had no budget for that. I just had no clue. Where's that supposed to come from? But I didn't really have, have the knowledge to move past that without really being confident in how those numbers should shake out. And if I had a client who came to me with the desire to have a $5,000 wedding package and a $1,200 budget or something like that, I no longer felt like I've just got to figure out how to, how to make her happy. I could say I had confidence now to say, mm. <laughs> that's just not going to work. Taking <laughs> out let's either lower our expectation or I'll just... Because you know, and I think that, yeah, part of that is teaching, which I I used to not know, but teaching like, okay, how much should I be pricing this bouquet? And out of that price, how much should I be spending at the wholesaler? Or, you know, how much should I incorporate for ribbon and, and you know, pins or whatever and labor and setup and delivery? Like all of those things were such things that I wish for years that someone had just told me. (laughs) So I, back then, I'm sure people are going to laugh at this fact. Maybe some people do this or maybe they don't, but I was just paying myself the labor after I finished the wedding. So in like October, when there are tons of weddings, I was getting a big paycheck. But then in the downtime months, like January, not a lot of people are getting getting married in January in Chattanooga. Right. I was just getting nothing. And I had no, I just had no idea how to change that. So yeah, that following year was definitely a year of a consistent salary, which I had no clue was the way things should be going. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that uh, you're probably not alone at all (laughs) with that. I don't know if you have the program, Know Your Numbers or not, but with know your numbers you were mentioning earlier about like a hobby business and stuff and what i love about know your numbers is is i teach us how to figure out like just like what do you need you know like what do you and that really is you're able to kind of go oh okay this is all i need so that means i only need four weddings a year and when you're able to look at it that way then you're able to really go in with confidence not having to say yes to everything yeah but to pick the four best offers you get or whatever. And, and I think that really helps take the pressure off of feeling like, oh, I'm a hobby business. You can be like, no, I'm a legit business. It's just, I only do four businesses a year or four weddings a year because that's all I need. And so I do love that program for that. What in your business looks different now? Like 
other than the 80% growth, which I love. <laughs> what looks different since going through business behind the blooms? Um, oh my gosh, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> okay. So before I was literally just using my Facebook page as a way to advertise because I wasn't, I wasn't taking myself seriously. I was like, oh, I don't need like a real website. I, we were always called Lang Floral Designs, but I redesigned our logo, rebranded the website. Um, and because I'm a graphic designer, I can do that on my own. So that's a, a little perk. I had that knowledge to rebrand a little bit. Everything about emails back and forth between clients has changed. When I go to set up for a wedding and when I am figuring out literally just the logistics to do a big wedding, it's no longer like a question of, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay this team? And and I have kind of a strategy of how I'm uh, how I'm working with a team. My team is not full-time because again, I've said I don't even work the business full-time every, every week. So I, I have a contract for them and I have a I have confidence to give them the information, the correct, solid information for the wedding and them be prepared and me be pre- prepared. And before I, I don't even know what I was doing with, with the extra help with the team. I, I didn't, it was a, a complete scramble if I needed extra hands. So that changed massively just everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so good. And what about what in your personal life changed? Because I think for me, more than anything, I want people to be successful in their businesses, but I want them to be successful in their businesses so that they have more time mm-hmm. with the people yeah. that matter most to them. So what has changed about your personal life since you went through Business Behind the Blooms? Well, I think um, it would probably be easy to believe that with 80% growth, I the following year which was just last year and this year is still still growing um that I was just completely killing myself and that with 80% growth came 80% growth in how much time I was spending on my business and how much free time I did not have but I got done with last year I mean there are busy months fall here the fall weddings here are are big and beautiful and, and you know there were months that were hard work but I definitely finished out the year not feeling any more exhausted, not feeling any more taxed, actually feeling a lot more like, yeah, okay. Like we saw that growth. We booked those good weddings and we still achieved them without just completely dying because again, I priced them right and I knew how to, with the money guide chapter, kind of how to quote them and how to move forward in a a better way. So I wasn't, I think before BBB, even with the bigger weddings that I was booking, I just was killing myself on labor. I just wasn't making enough to make it worth it. So I was killing myself for every dollar really. So it just makes a big difference to know like there was growth, but I still, I still am home with my children. Um, not every day, but most days they, they do a part-time childcare. So they're not in full-time childcare. It definitely was, um, super rewarding. We had a really big September and October last year, definitely for about four or five weeks, we were just going hard, but they were weddings where I knew I priced, priced them right. So I have a great profit. 
Yeah, I was satisfied when we finished them because one, they were great styles that I loved because I felt confident to turn down some of the ones that were just not. And when we finished it, I was like, yes, you know, I'm looking at numbers and yes, this is, this is good. And it was really rewarding. Uh, About a week after one of our big weddings, I was able to go on my son's field trip. They took like a a hayride farm field trip in kindergarten. And so I remember going on that field trip and being like, I can choose to do this. I I choose to go during the day. And it's really easy when I've been in the corporate world, I've been in the full-time working world and I'm in the business ownership world. And it's sometimes easy to look at it and think, would it be easier to just go back to the nine to five? Oh, hundred percent. Make sure I have a steady paycheck, you know? Yeah. The, the benefit, you know, all of those things, but that's not, I would have had to fight depending on the job, I guess. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I would have had to fight for to be able to do because I wanted to. And then a month later was his birthday. His birthday is in November and I got to go and have lunch with him at, at school in the cafeteria, which was the first time I had ever done that really. Oh, I didn't really know you did that, but it was his birthday. So they told me, Hey, a lot of parents do this. And he freaking loved it. Like he was just buzzing all day because mom came to school. Yeah. So just things like that are just huge. That's so good. That is so good. I was a guest on a podcast earlier this morning and we were just talking about entrepreneurship and everything. And I said, you know, I just, even with like working for someone else, you just never know. Like you could wake up tomorrow, like they're not, they're not going to tell you everything that's going on. And so you could think that you're, you're good at your job and, or you're in good standing. And then the next day they could fire you. You just never know. But by having your own business, like I will gladly, swap the moments of of struggle or the days of long hard work because I know that tomorrow I'll have a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a good friend who's kind of in that boat. Has just had a really good job for so many years, great benefits, so many good things about it. And there's been like a few changes in leadership, just yeah, the supervisors and managers above him. And instantly things are night and day. And he's thinking about starting his own business because he's like, yeah, there are there's writing on the walls that I am not going to be here in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got a family, you know, and he it was a sweet deal for a really long time. And something to be thankful for. But just just like that, Mm-hmm. It all changed. My husband was on the phone with him the other day and uh, I was like, what are you talking about? I was so confused. I knew who who he was talking about. And all I've ever known is just great managers, a great employer, great everything. And uh, it just, it changed very quickly. Right. Definitely. What kind of relationship do you have with your business today? I mean, I, I feel like I have complete control. Yeah. Isn't that such a good place to be in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, when it comes to your business, I mean, I know that's not healthy, like in life all the time, although I do enjoy being in control. Um, but that's just my own personal issues. But I mean, in <laughs> business, it is nice to know what's going on. Well, and, you know, it's 2020. We've had some unexpected things. There have yeah. definitely been some some hiccups. But 
to be able to change and adjust and go with the flow on the things I can control has been freeing. And two years ago, if I had cancellations or postponed weddings for another year, if I had some hiccups in the, in the road a few years ago, we would have been in trouble. Like we wouldn't have known where next week's groceries were coming from or this bill. If you want to build a great business or live a good life, you've got to plan for it. Every year, I take a whole month to reevaluate the past 12 months and figure out what worked, what didn't, and how I can create a life I love for the following year. I teach you my exact planning process in my program, Know Your Numbers, annual planning for your best year. If you want a free training to get some tips on planning your best year yet, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash KnowYourNumbers. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash KnowYourNumbers. How do you think BBB changed your attitude or gave you the tools, you know, to have to deal with COVID when a lot of weddings have been postponed? Um, okay, so definitely the confidence in my contract and what legally I was doing to cover things before when COVID started happening and we were we were seeing what was going on, I knew I needed to talk to my lawyer and see what I needed to add to my contract. And so we've added a whole pandemic clause to the contract. It's nice and lengthy. And and so, gosh, I have no idea. I, I've heard, I have no idea how I would have handled it contractually. Because I do a whole module in Business Behind the Blooms about contracts. Yes. And, and, and I will say this, <laughs> how I get y'all to read that is that I share some really dark stuff that happened oh, to me. Good. And I, I I will never forget the day that a student reached out to me and she said, the whole program, BBB, feels like I'm sitting down for coffee with my best friend and she's just sharing with me. And except the contract chapter, she's like, the contract chapter <laughs> feels like we are at a dark bar <laughs> sitting in the corner with like whiskey on the rocks and you yeah. are like <laughs> telling me things I probably shouldn't know. And, um, and I just love that. Cause it's kind of true. I, I changed names, um, in it, okay. but I did share, <laughs> you know, story, uh, you know, a couple stories in there because I just wanted y'all to, cause I just know where I was before that, those stories happened to me that I was like, I mean, contracts are important, but they're not like everything. I mean, like, it's okay. They don't have to be like, yeah, I was totally that way. You know what I mean? It's like, I can just, I, as long as I sign something, it's fine. And it's like, no, no, no. But you, so I do love that you got that too. And that you were like, okay, now let me go, let me go check in with my attorney on that. And like I said, we've had some, some hiccups along the, the road, but I feel really confident in the fact that I've discussed things with her and I have um, a plan moving forward. And it's, it's not to, to kill my brides. It's the pandemic clause is actually very flexible. Uh, and I ended up having to send out new contracts to even my existing clients to say, Hey, guess what? Your contract before said this, but we're being actually much more flexible if you need to postpone in this mm-hmm. new clause. And so I sent that out in like 
it was hilarious. Immediately, brides like within the hour, brides would sign it and send it back because they wanted to get that in. Because and I've heard just so many stories from my brides who have had to postpone that. You know, some venues and some vendors are just not not treating. Some are just real flexible. They'll let them do anything, and almost too flexible. They're just letting brides run all over them without any kind of, you know, process and standard. My mind would have never been able to figure that out without knowing, okay, this is definitely something that I need to reach out to a a, a lawyer for. And all she had to do is write a, a, a clause to add to my contract so that I knew and they knew and we all knew how things would go. Yep, exactly. Exactly. If you knew someone who was on the fence about this, about purchasing business behind the blooms because it is an investment, what would you tell them? So if you start that payment plan in September, think about the most, the majority of your payments will be happening in 2021, right? I mean, really you only have to pay for a couple of months until, in my opinion, you'll start seeing, you'll start seeing a benefit to the bottom line. And so I feel like business behind the blooms shows you gives you lots of resources from the money guide chapter and the pricing sections and all of that to to start taking control back with your your finances. So for me, the those first few months were a little scary because I was like again, I didn't incorporate anything for overhead education like there was no budget for that. I just didn't know. But if you once you start implementing the changes from business behind the blooms, those will start showing you more profit in your business in 2021 to where you can you can look at 2021 as a year as a whole and know that there is a budget to pay those monthly payments and to cover that and there's a budget because you're booking more weddings you're not more weddings better weddings bigger bigger clients the right clients the ones that are going to not suck you completely dry. So just from a financial standpoint, 2021, if you buy business behind the blooms will look different for you. I'm sure of it. I mean, if you if you implement the changes, it will look different for you. And like we've already talked about, we're all, everyone in the wedding industry is very hopeful that 2021 is going to be huge potential. So if you can think about, I mean, maybe just one or two weddings it would only be one or two weddings difference to to have just some really great profit and it would cover the cost of your monthly um, payment plan for business behind the blooms. It's a big commitment to to bet on yourself and your business for something more than hundred bucks or something, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a big decision, but um, I really feel like by by next year when you're making the majority of your payments, It'll just be a no-brainer. And it really was for me. The majority of my payments were coming out in 2019, about half, half 2018, half 2019. And it was just something we budgeted for. And it was not hurtful. Like It wasn't painful to see those payments come out every month because by the time I started implementing the changes, it was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. There's There's money and overhead for education and for all the other things that a business needs. So oh, that's great. Oh, thank you so much. This has been, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story and your experience with business behind the blooms. I want to ask you one final question. 
if you had Oprah's money, I always think this is fun because you have to answer it selfishly. And we as women, we immediately want to go to helping other people, but this is selfish. If you had Oprah's money and you had to buy something totally selfish, what would you spend it on? Okay. I've heard you ask this question to your other podcast interviewers. I'm so excited to answer for myself. Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) I would go on just the most lavish vacation. I would take my husband because I like spending time with him, but I would leave my kids (laughs) with, (laughs) with the grandparents or family or something. We would do like, I'm a beach person, but you know, going to the beach on a budget is not quite as exciting as it would be if you went to like one of those villas that had like the glass floor over water thing, just luxury. Yes. Nonstop spa treatments and massages and room service. Just, I would be reckless because this is maybe just my emotional state State. at the point (laughs) we we all need a vacation. We all need to get away from our kids for a few minutes. Um, Yes. I think that would probably be my, my answer regardless of uh, where we were, but um, man, I would, I would do some just luxury trips where I could really just have the quality time and just the reckless luxury. That is so (laughs) good. Oh, that's such a good answer. Thank you so much for answering that. And thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Where can everyone find you? Okay, so on Instagram, I'm just at langfloraldesigns.com and it's L-A-N-G. Facebook, you just search Lang Floral Designs and online, I'm langfloraldesigns.com. Perfect. So good. Well, thank you again for being here. I have just really enjoyed talking with you. Me too. Thanks. I love how practical Stephanie is about BBB. When it comes down to it, Stephanie has seen 80% growth since taking the business behind the blooms, earning back what she spent on the course over and over again. With monthly payment plans and a strong business foundation, you can budget for things like education, which in most places is tax deductible. Now is the time to prepare for where you want to be six, 12 months from now. If you want to learn more about business behind the blooms, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash BBB. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Stephanie. It was such a treat having a bloomer on the podcast. If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman podcast.